Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign, and he reigned thirty-one years in Jerusalem. He did that which was right in Yahweh's eyes, and walked in the ways of David his father, and didn't turn away to the right hand or to the left. For in the eighth year of his reign, while he was yet young, boy, I mean, he was eight years old when he began, so eight years of his reign, sixteen years old, while he was yet young, he began to seek after the God of David his father. And in the twelfth year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem from the high places, the Asherah poles, the molten images, and the molten engraved images and the molten images. Let me just do some math. So he was. Eight years old when he ascended to the throne. Eight years、uh, when he began seeking after God. So sixteen years old. And when was this? In the twelfth year. So four years after that, when he was twenty years old. Is that right? Twelve years. Twelve plus eight. Yeah. Okay. Twelve. Yeah. Twenty years old.、Uh, he began to purge all the high places, all the idolatry. Verse four. They broke down the altars. Of the bales in his presence, and he cut down the incense altars that were on high above them. He broke the Asherah poles, the engraved images, and the molten images in pieces, made dust of them, and scattered it on the graves of those who had sacrificed to them. He burned the bones of the priests on their altars and purged Judah and Jerusalem. He did this in the cities of Manasseh, Ephraim, and Simeon, even to Naphtali, around in their ruins. He broke down the altars and beat the Asherah poles and the engraved images into powder, and cut down all the incense altars throughout all the land of Judah, land of Israel. Then returned to Jerusalem. Now, in the eighteenth year of his reign, when he had purged the land and the house. He sent Shaphan the son of Azaliah and Maaseiah the governor of the city, and Joah the son of Joah has the recorder to repair the house of Yahweh his God. They came to Hilkiah the high priest and delivered the money that was brought into God's house, which the Levites, the keepers of the threshold, had gathered from the hands of Manasseh, Ephraim, of all the remnant of Israel, of all Judah and Benjamin, and of all. And of the inhabitants of Jerusalem, they delivered it into the hands of the workmen who had the oversight of Yahweh's house, and the workmen who labored in Yahweh's house gave it to mend and repair the house. They gave it to the carpenters and to the builders to buy cut stone and timber for couplings, and to make beams for the houses which the kings of Judah had destroyed. The men did the work faithfully. Their overseers were Jehath and Obadiah, the Levites of the sons of Merari and Zechariah and Meshulam, and of the sons of the Kohathites, to give direction, and others of the Levites who were all skillful with musical instruments. Also, they were over the bearers of burdens and directed all who did the work in every kind of service. Of the Levites, there were scribes, officials, and gatekeepers. When they brought out the money that was brought into Yahweh's house, Hilkiah the priest found the book of Yahweh's law given by Moses. Hilkiah answered Shaphan the scribe, "I have found the book of the law in Yahweh's house." So Hilkiah delivered the book to Shaphan. Shaphan carried the book to the king, and moreover brought back word to the king, saying, "All that was committed to your servants, they are doing." 
They have emptied out the money that was found in Yahweh's house and have delivered it into the hand of the overseers and into the hand of the workmen. Shaphan the scribe told the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest has delivered, delivered me a book. Shaphan read from it to the king. Now when the king heard the words of the law, he tore his clothes. The king commanded Hilkiah, Ahikam the son of Shaphan, Abdon the son of Micah, Shaphan the scribe, and Asiah the king's servant, saying, Go inquire of Yahweh for me, and for those who are left in Israel and in Judah, concerning the words of the book that is found. For great is Yahweh's wrath that is poured out on us, because our fathers have not kept Yahweh's word to do according to all that is written in this book. So Hilkiah and they whom the king had commanded went to Huldah the prophetess, the wife of Shalom, the son of Tokath, the son of Hazra, keeper of the wardrobe. Now she lived in Jerusalem in the second quarter, and they spoke to her to that effect. She said to them, Yahweh, the God of Israel, says, Tell the man who sent you to me. Yahweh says, Behold, I will bring evil on this place and on its inhabitants, even all the curses that are written in the book which they have read before the king of Judah, because they have forsaken me and have burned incense to other gods, that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore my wrath is poured out on this place, and it will not be quenched. But to the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of Yahweh, you shall tell him this. Yahweh, the God of Israel, says about the words which you've heard, because your heart was tender and you humbled yourself before God when you heard his words against this place and against its inhabitants, and have humbled yourself before me and have torn your clothes and have wept before me, I also have heard you, says Yahweh. Behold, I will gather you to your fathers, and you will be gathered to your grave in peace. Your eyes won't see all the evil that I will bring on this place and on its inhabitants. They brought back word to the king. The king sent and gathered together all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. The king went up to Yahweh's house with all the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests, the Levites, and all the people, both great and small. And he read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant that was found in Yahweh's house. The king stood in his place and made a covenant before Yahweh to walk after Yahweh and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all his heart and with all his soul to perform the words of the covenant that were written in this book. He caused all who were found in Jerusalem and Benjamin to stand. The inhabitants of Jerusalem did according to the covenant of God, the God of their fathers. Josiah took away all the abominations out of all the countries that belonged to the children of Israel and made all who were found in Israel to serve, even to serve Yahweh their God. All his days they didn't depart from following Yahweh, the God of their fathers. So yeah, Josiah, this young king who at eight years old, eight years old, imagine that, uh, ascended to the throne. And then at 16, 
started really following God with all his heart.、Um, you know, I, I know that this is not like the main point, but it is a very、um, interesting, unusual one that it's just worth pointing out that he's so young. And、um, I know that myself, I know this of myself,、uh, that as I get older, I get cynical of people who are younger, you know, who try to do stuff, who try to, you know, evangelize, who try to live out their faith in a, in a much more determined way. And I think, oh, you know, those guys, are, it's just youthfulness speaking. But stories like this, which is history, which is a real person, you know, shows just how profound the effect can be and how real. Faith can be even amongst young people. And I wonder if actually、um, that cynicism comes from my own sin, my own cynicism,、uh, and not at all, nothing to do with actually the faithfulness of God to work through all ages and all people.、Uh, and I say this simply because so many leaders are old. <laughs>、um, you know, to be honest, you know, as you look around your churches, Chinese churches especially, you know, elders are. Elders, <laughs> they're old. Not only are they old, they, they stay in their position for a really, really long time. And what happens is that after a long time, it gets harder for them to pass on that mantle of leadership to those who are younger.、Um, and it's funny because a lot of them became leaders when they were young. And, and、um, it's often a challenge for myself, at least, to think of who,、um, you know, who I know who's younger than me,、uh, who I know who. Um, is you know, just starting out, you know, whom I can learn from, first of all, but also I can pass on you know, responsibility and opportunity too. I think that's really, really important. Again, it's not the main point, but I think it is a very, very important point simply because we don't see many young people in leadership and you know, living out their faith in our churches. I think there should be more, and stories like this show that what a profound effect it can have. But the main thing, the main thing at least about this chapter is actually God's word. Now, notice this Josiah brings about these reforms at a very young age, and that's admirable. But what happens is he essentially tries to rebuild the temple. He takes out all the temple treasury and he pays all these workers to start rebuilding you know, all the structure so that they can start、um, having the sacrifices again. And this builds up to this big Passover event that we're going to see in the next few chapters. But Almost like a reward.、Oh, what happened there? Yeah, okay, I don't know. I, almost as a reward, as they're digging through the temple, they find the Bible. They find probably it's just one book. It's probably just the book of Deuteronomy when he talks about the book of the law. But so strange it is to find this book that says something. It says that they've been kind of like going about all this worship, you know, all this.、Um, They've just been going without God's word for a really long time. That when they read it, all of it seems new. And then they, and it suddenly clicks to Josiah that, hey, the reason why they've been experiencing what they've been experiencing in terms of God's judgment is because they've been ignoring and they've been breaking God's covenant. And so the rest of the chapter is Josiah essentially reading out. Reading out the Bible, kind of like what we are doing here, reading out the Bible to his whole people and then renewing this promise, this covenant with God. And that's incredible.、Um, and what it says is that it's almost like a reward. You know, Josiah rebuilds the structures, and as a reward, God almost gives him his word again. And you see,、um, 
it, we don't often think like that. We think of God's word coming to us and then, oh no, there's more, more to do. But no, they were obeying God and as a reward, God spoke to them his word, enabled them to understand what it is that they were doing. And then there's the bit whereby God says, therefore, he will hold back, you know, the evil, the destruction that he will pour out upon uh, upon the country, upon Jerusalem in particular. And this is talking about the exile that's going to happen in a few chapters time. But he won't do it during Josiah's time. You know, he'll honor him. He'll let him die before that happens. But again, what this shows is that uh, it explains what's going to happen. It doesn't prevent it, you know, um, and that's just reality. You know, God's judgment and God's wrath upon the sin of his people is real. And so that's going to come. But it does explain, it does give some insight, and this shows God's mercy in holding back that judgment for Josiah's sake. So yeah, so two things again, just the youth, you know, the faithfulness in this youthfulness that we see in Josiah, but also God's word that comes not just as an incentive, but almost as the end point of their faithfulness. You know, the fact that they have now God's word again, they're able to understand, they're able to renew this covenant, they're able to come to a new relationship with God because of his word with them. So yeah, so that's Second Chronicles chapter, chapter, chapter 34.